Yo, what's up, everyone? This is Josh Tongle, and this is episode number three of the Flipside Podcast. So let's do this. So before I get started, I want to give a shout out to Jose Rivera, Zay Sanders, Jim Mardrum, Eating Grace Guillermo for sharing this podcast on their Facebook walls last week. Thanks so much, you guys. I wasn't able to mention your names on their previous episode because I already recorded it before I saw your guys' post, so I haven't forgotten you all for show. Just so you know, this podcast is also on YouTube for all you YouTubers out there, in case you guys prefer that instead. I listen to some audio stuff on YouTube once in a while as well, so it's all good. So my wife and I weren't able to watch a movie this past weekend like we usually do, but instead we visited our good friends who just had a baby. So congratulations to Jean and Valerie Kiocho if you're listening, and to their beautiful baby Penelope. Absolutely beautiful, my goodness. I was able to hold Penelope for the first time on Sunday, and so did my wife. And what a moment, man. Uh, My friends were just teasing us and saying that my wife looks ready to have a baby. For those of you who don't know, my wife and I, uh, we don't have kids yet. When we first got married, we were like, let's wait maybe two to three years. And well, it's already been four. (laughs) Uh, We're open. You know what I'm saying? If it happens, it happens. But there was a period when we were really traveling a lot. And we just thought it would probably be best to wait. But we'll see baby penelope i know you don't understand much just yet but your dad and i can't wait till you get older and have your first boyfriend when you're 40 (laughs) just kidding and we do have some good news though Uh, we just got our plane tickets to the philippines a few days ago yeah so we're stinking pumped up uh when we told our friends and our family out there that we're coming out they got really excited which got us even more excited So we're really looking forward to that in January of next year. Anyway, as to the topic of the show, I want to start it off with a story. You know, I'll never forget the time when I was a kid and I took a nap during the day. And once I woke up, I walked around the house to see who was home. So I went to my mom and dad's room and it was empty. No big deal. Then I went to my sister's room. They both shared a room together at the time. And it was empty too. And then I noticed that the entire house was empty. And I was like, wait a minute. And then it hit me. And I concluded what almost every typical Christian kid who grew up under certain teachings can conclude. And I thought, oh my gosh. The rapture happened. And I thought I was left behind. Okay, you can stop laughing now. (laughs) For those of you who don't know what the rapture is, it's basically the idea that either before or at the same time Jesus returns, believers who are dead will be raised and the ones who are still alive will be caught up in the air to meet with Jesus. And obviously, I was in the air with Jesus. But back to that moment, I remember, dude, I couldn't stop crying. I mean, just imagine it. The fear hit me like crazy and there was this intense sadness They ate me up on the inside and I felt like it was too late and that it was the end of the world. But not only that, 
there was this feeling that I wasn't good enough for God to accept me. And man, what a crappy feeling that was. Luckily though, my family came home and I eventually realized it wasn't the end of the world. And of course, the rapture didn't happen either. Or everyone just got screwed and got left behind too. But just imagine a kid like me or any other kid having to go through that experience and endure those feelings. I mean, just imagine it. Who in his or her right mind or any loving parent would want their child to suffer from that much abandonment and fear? Now, I know some kids can be sticking brats and I get that. But personally, I believe any parent who unconditionally loves his or her child would never want them to experience anything like that. And if you do, well, then that's jacked up, man. Come on. (laughs) My point is this. All right. Let me summarize for the most part how organized religion is running things. And it can be summed up pretty much in just one word. Fear. Fear. That's it, dude. At the core of a lot of religion out there is fear. But here's the thing. Fear-based religion is sometimes disguised or distracted by language that sounds loving. What do I mean? For instance, people say things like, God loves you. God has a plan for your life, which is nice. But here's an important question to ask. What happens when you don't love God back? What's his plan after that? Oh, you're going to go to hell. <laughs> now, now I know people don't usually say it as straight up like that, but that is essentially what they're saying without even realizing it. And trust me, that's what a lot of people are hearing. Or they'll say, we have some good news to share to you, right? It's called the gospel. Well, they first start off with some bad news and then they give you the good news. So, for example, they'll say, like, you, you were born a sinner, you were separated from God, and you can't save yourself, but Jesus died on the cross for your sins, he resurrected from the dead on the third day, and he ascended into heaven, and he's offering you the gift of salvation, and all you have to do is trust and believe in these things, and believe in him, because he loves you, and you'll go to heaven and have eternal life. Okay, great, but what happens if I don't love Jesus back? Oh, you'll be condemned and you'll burn in hell forever. What? (laughs) You see, another way to put it is this. If you don't love God in return, you'll experience eternal conscious torment. And I like saying slowly too, so, so you don't take it lightly. It's eternal. It's forever. It's conscious. You'll be fully awake. Torment. It'll be nonstop suffering, dude. Now, you got to wonder, why does that have to be the only option for not believing in a set of ideas or even in Jesus? You can even be a good person, possibly even more loving than some Christians. But if you don't believe like they do, you go to hell, period. That's it. End of story. Actually, it's more like a never ending story, if you know what I mean. Just imagine some person going up to you saying how much he loves you. And how he did all these wonderful things for you years ago. And then he says, well, since I did all those things for you, will you love me back? And then you're like, um, I'm not sure yet. Let me think about it some more. Some of it just doesn't make sense to me right now, but I'm open. And then the guy puts a gun to your head and says, okay, is it starting to make sense now? You see, that's what the threat of hell does when it's included in the message for real. That's what it's like. I mean, if that's the case, folks, who wouldn't want to believe, right? Now, for some people, they'll say the message of their religion does make sense for them. 
Okay, but there are others who say it doesn't make sense for them, but they'll try to believe anyway because of the consequences, which ultimately means that their motivation for quote-unquote believing is rooted in fear. Several years ago, I spoke on the East Coast, and I was spending the night at my friend's place. Uh, they were the pastors of the church. They were husband and wife, and before we went to bed, they were sharing to me how upset they were because their church members didn't like it. When my friends played this one audio recording of people who were supposedly suffering and burning in hell. And in the audio, you'll hear people screaming and in pain, and it was pretty disturbing. Uh, obviously, it's fake, though. You know, it's a fake audio. But it was meant to motivate people to get them to avoid hell and to encourage them to share their faith more with others. Now, I love my friends, Kay. They're great people. They have big hearts, don't get me wrong. And I can see where they're coming from, to be honest. But personally, I don't think that was the best way to get people to believe in Jesus or to encourage them to share their faith more. There are even these things called hell houses. I don't know if you heard of those before. But they're sort of like haunted houses you go through on Halloween, except it's the Christian version. And they're typically run by churches or parachurch organizations. And it's interesting because in these hell houses, they depict real life situations. And the things that like many Christians consider sin, like abortion, suicide, drinking, drugs, adultery, uh, satanic ritual abuse, etc. I mean, their goal pretty much is to scare the hell into you and to disturb you enough to get you to give your lives to God. Because they're trying to get you, quote unquote, saved. Now, am I going to judge any of their hearts? No, because I don't think I or anyone else are in any position to do that. Because when you watch the documentary, actually, about the hell houses, when you watch them, some of the leaders seem like genuinely nice people. But, and here's my thoughts. If someone really has good news to share, okay, as Christians who have something called the gospel, or they have a message wanting to point you to someone amazing, in this case, it's Jesus, God, then why can't that be the focus? Why can't the powerful message or powerful person of love draw someone rather than having hell being the driving force? Seriously, is love not enough? About a year or two ago, I remember watching some kid talking about how he doesn't want to be a gangster like his older brother. Why? Because he said he doesn't want to go to hell. I've even seen people go up to random strangers on the street asking if they believe in God and, and why they believe in God and they give the same answer. Yes, because they don't want to go to hell. Now, it could sound funny, right? But, but this way of thinking is so common among a lot of young people. And of course, it's good that the kid didn't get caught up in that gangster lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? But as I'll talk about it later, being motivated by fear can only go so far, folks. Yes, there are consequences when we make stupid choices, I get that. But the consequences for not believing in God or in certain doctrines deserves eternal punishment? Or to get a little more specific with the details, many Christians believe that when bad things happen, it's not even just nature taking its course. But some people actually believe that it's a personal God who causes these horrible things to happen, which is insane in my opinion. For instance, Let's forget about the future and let's think about what happens to people here and now who reject certain forms of religion or certain dogma. What happens when you don't tithe okay, or give 10% of your income to the church? Well, according to some people, and I was taught this too, they'll say God won't bless you. 
and that you're going to struggle financially. Now, a few years ago, good friends of mine at one point had some financial challenges when they moved back here to the States and, and they were told that they weren't being financially blessed. Check this out. Because they were no longer going to church or teaching Sunday school. Really? Come on. You know, so, so does God look down at you and be like, you're not going to church and you're not teaching Sunday school. So I'm going to make you struggle now. I mean, think about it though. What happens if they did start teaching Sunday school and start going to church? Does God say, okay, no more financial struggles for you guys. Trust me, I've met a lot of people who go to church and do ministry and who struggle financially and in, struggle in many other ways as well. And it's interesting because these days my friends are doing much better financially and they still don't even go to church. So, so how do the Christians who judge them explain that? Other than saying, well, the devil must be blessing them and default to that kind of logic or something when, when things aren't going the way that they were taught. When I was in high school, I, I went through this period of partying a lot and clubbing like every single week just to kind of experiment and see what was out there. I also just broke up with my first girlfriend, so I was a bit upset. And just to clarify, uh, personally, I see nothing wrong with having fun and partying, okay? so, uh, But there were a lot of things at that time that I considered to be quote-unquote sin or things that many Christians consider to be quote-unquote sin- sinful. And I don't even use that word anymore, guys, to be honest. I don't really talk like that. Uh, anyway, almost every time I'd leave a house party or a club, I'd be freaking scared, dude, whenever I drive home because I thought that God would punish me by making me get into a car accident to teach me a lesson. Seriously, that was my view of God at the time. Yes, I believed God is love, especially when I did good. But whenever I screwed up, even if it's not as bad as like killing someone or robbing a bank or something like that, it didn't matter. It's like, Josh, you better watch out. God saw everything. And it's going to get you and make you pay. And you won't get away with it, especially because you're a Christian. Because I, I heard that the judgment was a lot tougher on me for being a believer. I don't know if you guys heard that before. That's what I was taught. So I had I had wild thoughts like that, man. Seriously. It was like a, like a crazy schizophrenia where you see this one side of God who's so loving. And there's this other side of God where he'll beat the crap out of you, out of love, of course whenever you'd violate any of his commandments. Now, when you think about it, how does any person find security in that? Of being afraid of God, I mean. I mean, just like in any human relationship, how can you truly love someone you're afraid of? Think about it. How can you truly love someone you're afraid of? And it comes to show why so many religious people do what they do. And I was definitely guilty of this back in the day too. But think about it. Do we only do good because of fear? Or do we do good because we want to? For example, I've heard so many Christians say things like, if there's no God, then why don't you just go out on a killing spree? Or if there's no hell, why don't you just go around and torture a bunch of babies for fun? Or if, if God doesn't punish you severely, then why don't you just go out and rape someone? And when I hear these people, I'm thinking, are you serious? So you're telling me that you only do good because if you don't, God's going to judge and punish you or because you just don't want to go to hell? Really? Because if that's the case, folks, 
can you really call your quote-unquote good actions good and genuine? I mean, can you honestly say that, that your actions are motivated by love? Or are they in reality motivated by fear? Huge stinking difference, man. Huge difference. Think about it then. Why do you go to church? Why do you pray? Why do you tithe? Why do you read your Bible? Why do you share your faith? Why, 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 why do you believe? You see, fear can be at the core of your religion, folks, and you don't even know it. Or maybe you do know it now, and you just don't want to acknowledge it or do anything about it. But whatever. <laughs> you know, I've, I've heard church leaders warn their congregation by saying stuff like, you can't question them because they're speaking on God's behalf. Or they'll say stupid things like, don't you dare touch God's anointed. And a lot of other BS like that. So if you get anything out of this podcast, it's this. Question. Question them. Question your leaders. Question your beliefs. I'm serious. Question me. I don't care. Question everything. And if you're listening to this realizing that your religion or church you're a part of is using fear or manipulative ways to get you to do things, then I say get the hell out of there fast. Or people are going to start taking advantage of you for real. Or they probably have already. Who knows? So the next time you attend any meeting or hear any message anywhere, YouTube, church, conferences, really listen and observe. What is the message behind the message? You know what I'm saying? What's the message behind the message? Now, we all want to be better people, right? Or at least I'm assuming we all do. And yes, I've seen people change and stop doing bad things, quote-unquote bad things after hearing fear-based messages. No doubt, I've seen it. Uh, fear can definitely get us to do and not do certain things. But it's one thing to not do something externally that people can actually see. But my questions are, what's going on inside? What are your thoughts? What are your feelings? And are they healthy or unhealthy? You see, I believe if there is a message that can genuinely transform the human heart, for the better that is, and bring lasting change and not just some temporary and external change, then the core of the message, not to sound cheesy, right? It's got to be love and not fear because true transformation begins from within. Now, let me end with this. If someone claims to bring you good news, yet it's rooted in fear, then it's not good news, man. You know why? Because there is no fear in love. There is no fear in love. Thanks to everyone who left comments about the previous podcast. Here's what people are saying about the show. You got Joe Munoz. He says it's a really cool and relatable podcast. Janelle Price. It's, it's crazy because she's someone that I, I grew up, I went to school with, actually elementary school back in the day. You know what I'm saying? So it's a trip just to know that she's listening to some of my stuff. And she said, quote, it's awesome. I'm actually going through exactly what you were talking about. Crazy, end quote. Then you got Candice Garcia. She said, love the concept. Can't wait to hear more. Uh, and then there's Martina Theros. She said, quote, thank you so much for putting stuff out like this. I'm so excited to hear more of this podcast. I sincerely applaud you for being true to yourself and following your heart amidst all the confusion that inevitably sprouts up when new questions get introduced amongst religious communities. You are one real dude. Haha. 
is a haha meme because I'm not a real dude. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, keep rocking the free world, brother. Uh, much love and grace, Martina. End quote. Uh, thank you so much, Martina. Th- those are really kind words. It's very encouraging. And to the rest of you guys, thanks so much for leaving comments. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'd love to hear your thoughts and your questions. Just leave them in the comments below. And who knows? It might be the topic of the next episode. You can also join the mailing list and receive any updates and videos and free or special offers. I hope you guys took advantage of my book discount last week. Uh, I actually had a promo for my first book, so you thought you knew. But it's over now by the time that you hear this podcast. Uh, But don't worry, there'll be another promo in the near future. So look out for that. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you'll never miss an episode. And don't forget to write a review and rate the show on iTunes. It only takes a few minutes, guys. I remember it really just helps out the show with the ranking and all that stuff. So more people will be able to find it and hopefully get encouraged by it as well. Uh, Lastly, if you did enjoy the show and you'd like to support it, Please continue to share this podcast with your friends. Um, I just really appreciate you guys who have been tagging me on Facebook and letting me see that you guys are sharing it and recommending. I mean, it's spreading all over, whether it's in the States, even in the Philippines. Uh, Please continue to share it on on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, word of mouth, whatever, whatever you're using. It would really, really help out a lot. It would really mean a lot to me too, especially it just keeps motivating me to know that uh, you guys appreciate this content and it just motivates me to keep on going so once again thanks for listening and i'll catch you guys on the flip side peace